1: 18 plus
0: okay you are watching stewie's wrestling podcast with your main man mr stevie ray and if i come through the show everybody needs to come through the show now can you dig it you're listening to Stewie's wrestling podcast it's time for british wrestling sharpshooter your host stew harmer
2: The 80th episode of Stu's Wrestling Podcast. I can't quite believe it. 80 episodes in. And have I got a treat for you? We had a break last week. With it being WrestleMania week. I was doing some other projects with Powered Four, who I'm in association with. They did a load of WrestleMania specials, but we are back for episode 80 of Stew's Wrestling Podcast, and it's none other than ECW original Chili Willy. Chili trained in North Carolina many, many years ago. He was part of Omega with the Hardy Boys. Once upon a time, he then went on to become ring crew at ECW, which then led to Paul Heyman seeing that this guy could be a wrestler on the ECW card. He became an ECW original in the process. We hear about Chili's time in OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling, which at the time was a WWE developmental territory. We do come away from wrestling too. Chilli served in the military in Iraq and I really wanted to ask about his time and his experience doing that and we thank all our servicemen and women in the UK and in the US of eight that went over to fight the war. Also, talk about Chili's podcast with Andrew Campbell, Pro Wrestling Unraveled, ANC podcast. All this and more today with ECW Original for episode 80 of Stew's Wrestling Podcast. Enjoy. My guest today, all the way from the Philippines. He did live in North Carolina. He's from North Carolina originally. We have got an ECW Original. It is. Mr. Chilly Willy, the host of the Pro Wrestling ANC and podcast, unravelled, and what an absolute honour and privilege to get you on, man. I've been doing some background stuff on you outside of wrestling. You've you've had the you've had quite the life, man. Even outside, yeah, of yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you've you've done some stuff. You've done some stuff, man. And it was uh, cool just doing a little bit more research outside of wrestling. Absolutely. How are you, mate? Nice.
0: Good, I'm good. Thanks for having me on, Stu, brother. It's really, it's really an honor to be here, man. And uh, yeah, man, I'm here in the Philippines, so if the if the if the, if the um the audience, if you guys hear uh, some some motorcycles going by and you know some dogs barking, you know, it's just me at home in the Philippines, brother. That's how we roll here.
2: <laughs> it's all it's all natural. It's all natural, man. That's exactly. It, that's it... <laughs> I think I think to start off, it's not going to be like chronological. Me, did you when you did this when you did that? I cannot. Okay. Can I ask you can I ask you first about your ECW run because I remember even in the UK we were getting uh, we were getting ECW on Bravo over here so we were getting uh, the okay. T- TNN show. Um, how how was your run in ECW? I know you you faced everybody you faced all all the top guys. I know ECW was winding down at that time. But how how was it? For yes. you? How was it for you? Because there was still some great talent in that roster with with
0: yourself and Paul Heyman. Oh man. Yes, it was. You know, I got there in 2000, uh, late 2000. Um, uh, I started wrestling in, in, in 1997. So I got there in 2000, uh, invited up by C.W. Anderson, who taught me, and Steve Carino, and um, got on the rain crew. Um, I started, you know, that's how I got my spot in ECW, right? working on the ring crew and wrestling. So... Um, the, the talent there was great, man. You had guys like RVD still there, Jerry Lynn, mm. Super Crazy Tajiri, um, Jazz, Francine. Oh, man, you had some of everybody the, the Baldies, Bald, Bald Mahoney, New Jack, Sandman. You had some of everybody there, man. Still, you know, I didn't know anything about ECW, um, but um, I learned quickly, I learned really, really quickly, and uh, because. When where I lived at in North Carolina, we only had uh WCW and WW WWE mm-hmm. at the time. So I didn't know anything about ECW. And so I was it was fairly new. And the uh, the uh the Dudleys, they, they had just left. They were just leaving. Taz just left. Um Mike Austin, I think he was already, you know, doing the, mm-hmm. the thing with um WCW and and all that stuff. So uh, but they, they came in for cameo appearances. So, um, it was just, it was just, it was great, man. It was great to be there and learn from, from everybody. that was there. kid cash and, you know, beautiful Billy wilds, Johnny Sweeney, you know, uh, man, Simon diamond, you, you name it, you know, um, those, those people were there. And so, um, I, I learned a lot from those guys. Um, you know, um, uh, the, the FBI, Tony Mama Luke and, uh, uh guido big sal and so yeah uh it was great i was i was green as a greenhorn man and and everyone just took care of each other man there was no no this no that you know we would have some we would have a lot of ribs you know a lot of guys would rib each other and stuff like that in the locker room you know but uh for the most part when we went out there and did our jobs man it was it was great
2: I want to ask. Obviously, we know we know about the famed ECW audience, and you know you were talking of you know a couple of thousand fans in with ECW, weren't you, for a show? Do, doing right. uh, doing the uh, the Hammerstein Ballroom places are you know an iconic venue in wrestling. Absolutely. How was it yes. for you? How was the crowd for you? As uh, from a worker standpoint, from a wrestler standpoint, I always look at it from a fan standpoint. Obviously, how was it performing in front of them? Because you know they were rabid the ECW fan base. Oh yeah.
0: So once, like I said, once I got yeah, once you once I got in there, um, ECW crowd was was hard, man. I I never experienced anything like it. Um, of course, that was my biggest claim to fame. Also, you know, I've never been in WWE or WCW, but from what I saw on television versus what I what I witnessed in ECW, it was like a cult, man. It was like it was like a bunch of guys from about I would say eighteen. The thirty-five arrangement, and it was like they were hardcore fans. And they will let you know uh, if you met, if you messed up something, uh, if you did something good or whatever, they give you the hand clap. Where when you will see WCW or WWE, um, you know it was just like they cheered you because of your name or your fame, or whatever. But if you missed if you missed a spot in WCW or WCW, I mean WWE. You know, it, you didn't get a chance, you know, people, it was just, I don't know if they edited it or, or what, but, but if you missed a spot in ECW, them mother, them, them, them motherfuckers let you know, hey, <laughs> <laughs> you fucked up, you fucked up, you fucked up, so that, that made every guy, even, even from the top, from RVD all the way down to me, which was, which was, you know, a guy on the ring crew, um. Uh, made us work harder you know even guys like uh the referee you know mike keener and hc Logan, you know if you messed up they will let you know you know and that was the thing you didn't want you didn't want to go out there and mess up because you can't edit that you can't edit i you fucked up you fucked up you know and if you're a new guy coming in and you really messed up they're going to be like who the f are you who the fuck are you who the fuck are you so it's like you know, you you just—I mean—it was like a like I said—it was like a cult. It was like um, it was—it was like nothing I would never experienced before in my life. And now, when you see or hear chants, you gotta get it. You you gotta give ECW the props because I think it came from them. I think it came from their fan standpoint.
2: We all we all modeled ourselves on on the chance even over here. Oh yeah, we're, we're it, we're raucous as a fan base over here. I tell you what, yeah. and I've 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 been to some uh, WrestleManias over here. So I've done seven WrestleManias, and when the UK wow. tu- when the UK turn up, Chile, I tell you now, the Americans didn't like it. The Americans yeah. didn't like it. They, yeah. they, we, there's about you know five, ten, fifteen thousand UK people going over, but yeah, we definitely took from the ECW crowd absolutely.
0: I think. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, to break I'm sorry, to cut it. But it's like it's like your football league uh, when you guys do soccer. Yeah, like when you when you, you know you guys have a chant, and you guys have a chant, and you have oh or something like that, you know. And then, now our football, we don't have that, you know. We have you know something else. But when you could, when you talk about wrestling, you know, a smaller crowd, you know, 10,000 uh, 10, or less, um, and it's it's packed in. And you're, you're you and someone else is in the ring, just you two guys at one time. You got to make sure your stuff is on point because man, they will let you have it, you know. And it's just luckily I didn't get it. I didn't get no chance, no chant. Um, uh, so I was pretty lucky. Even my first day, even my first night, I didn't get a chant. You know, it was just uh, I think a little bit, you know, like, like when I first walked to the ring and got in, they were like, "Who the f for you?" No, I wrestled uh, Julio De Niro, but it wasn't um it wasn't too bad, you know what I mean. So it was all good. Did you did you have nerves going out for the
2: for the matches? Oh or, yeah. or did, uh, I, I thought you might have said yeah, no. Man. I think you like you would have
0: embraced the nerves as a talent. Miss, Stu, I'm telling you, man. Every time I went out, I uh, it was like we would call a match in the back, and you call a match, and I would be nervous right when the ECW intro music hit, you know, because you know you're going on. Especially if we're if we're going long television, you know, the music hit, and then you know you're the first guy up or whatever. Even um, if even if it's, a, even if it's a, a dark match or whatever call, uh, but as soon as your opponents go out, as soon as he go out, then you know you're next. You know you like two like a minute coming and me sitting and standing away near in that gorilla position man and that in that in that area and you hear your music and it's like okay well i gotta go now so whatever is going on it just, you just leave it behind but when you call matches like i would call them at you know they would call a match and we talk about it and by the time i get out there man i forgot everything i'm so nervous I forget <laughs> everything. That's- you know? <laughs> but the only thing I don't forget is when I'm going out and I'm dancing and I'm, you know, I'm trying to get the crowd hyped. You know, me, y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Okay. But and I actually lost my mind. My mind is like, fuck. I'm like, I lost
1: everything. <laughs>
0: I'm like when I when I get up on the when I get up on the ring apron I wipe my feet off I get inside the ring I'm like what do I do now <laughs> It's like oh my god you know So yeah I, I every every single match man I got boost bumps you know every single match there wasn't a match even now um after I, even after I wrestled UCW, man, the ECW manager in uh. In the in on back on the indies man, I, I was still getting nervous, you know. I I have more confidence now, but man, when I was the ECW boy, I was like, whoo. Because like I said, you don't want to mess up. You did not you did not want to mess up. You know what I mean? So who who was some of the, who were some of the guys, Chili? I know
2: you could make a make a very long list, but obviously covering everyone it'd take a long time. But you some of the guys mm. that you some of the guys that you learn from in ECW and uh, mm. just some of the guys that really helped you as well.
0: Um, Who that, that? I mean, like yeah, that's just probably the whole roster. You know, you you. I would have to even the even the females. Jazz, like I said, mm. um, included. She was a good wrestler, um, and, and she's still doing her thing down there. Um, her husband, Rodney Mack. Uh, guys that I wrestled. You know, the, my first. Um, like I said, my first match was Julio. Um, he, he, he carried my hand. Um, uh, Guido, who was in Kansas City, I remember, man, he, he would carry me, the Baldies. Um, and, and the thing is, before we, we would have a show, we would, we would set up the ring, the ring crew. That, this was our thing. We set the ring up and because we get to the building first, of course. Set up the ring, and we would go and, and roll around inside the ring. You know, and so that's where you learn a lot. You you only had maybe an hour before the show or something like that. And you get in there, you 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 um you just work. And when you get in there and work, all the stars would come through, you know, the Rob and Dams, the, the Steve Carinos and they would come through and they would talk about their match, but they're sitting by the ringside and if you messed up something, or you are you trying to do something, they say, "Hey, what was that? What was that? Do that again, you know. Make this better. Make this better. You know. Do this better. You know. What I mean, even even uh, Sandman, you know. Do this better. Hey, Chilly, do this better. You know. Uh, New Jack. Hey, hey, Chilly, do this better. Do this. And so, you, would, I, I would get. Um, instructions from those guys and, and get, get you know get help and every like i said everyone helped you know? everyone everyone pitched it there was no one lance storm there was no there was no one there that was a like a dick or, or ass no. that said hey you know everyone everyone pitched in raven you know got these guys are smart you know they they've they been in the business long time and you know so they know what the audience is looking for and so while we were practicing they said no, you need to do it this way, you know, and that's that's how I learned a lot.
2: That's incredible. What what a list of guys there, and as you say, no no ego. We hear about egos in the business, people backstage, yeah. but that that is the good thing. That's the nice things here about ECW. Oh yeah, because those mm-hmm. guys those guys were known on a world world level. I know. ECW, you know, some areas you, you weren't getting it in the States. We, we weren't getting mm-hmm. it till later on. I, I'd obviously <coughs> seen seen the ECW talent come through on Raw in 97 when Vince had right. the deal with him. But uh, that's mm-hmm. really nice to hear that, you know, everyone was helping one another. That's that's a good, good thing. Oh, uh, yeah. It. It's lovely to hear yeah. that,
0: Chili. Exactly. Because, we you know, there wasn't a lot of schools back, you know, 2000, you know, and, and so we like I said, we didn't have time and they definitely would help out the younger talent which was me you know guys like me and marquez and 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 ac loke and you know and things like that and they would just they would just come in they they fly in once they fly in before the show and they just hang around the hang around the uh, inside the arena around the ring and they look and they just say hey you know do that this way that's that's cool you know, let me see you see you guys do that and if you did something wrong, it would be, nah, man, don't do that, you know? So, but they, you know, it was never a thing where you, you felt, um, it was like there were all those guys was like a, my bigger brother and, uh, and, and sister, you know what I mean? Um, and so that's how, that's how we treated each other. I'd be remiss not to talk about the
2: genius that is Paul Heyman. How was Paul, uh, how was it working for Paul? We hear we. I hear split opinion on the guy to to this day from people. I love him. I love him to death. Uh, same with Jim mm. Cornette. Same with Jim Cornette. I love Jim mm. Cornette. I know right. his opinion. But yeah, your dealings with Paul, how Paul would ramp you up, you guys up to so like literally run through a brick wall. Mm. I've heard about it. Right. You know, you could be yeah. ang- you could be angry with that man, but he could ramp you up and you'd do anything for him. This is what I've been told from other
0: guys. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. That's that, that's Paul Heyman. You know, every guy, every woman that worked for Paul in ECW, they may talk about him now in, in their different ways, but at that time um, would die for Paul Heyman. You know, would, would literally stand there and take a bullet for Paul Heyman. That's how that's how much we, we, we love Paul Heyman at that time. If if someone said, no, I would, I would never die for Paul Heyman. They're lying now because of whatever. But back then when we were running and everything going well, man, people would die for Paul Heyman, man. You work for ECW, you know? And I, I love, I love working for Paul Heyman. You know, I don't have, I didn't have any issue with Paul Heyman because I'm, I'm low on the low totem pole. You know, I'm I'm a Marine crew guy. And, um, he was pushing me. He was pushing. He was pushing Chili a little bit because I had a couple of matches with with Rhino. Um, and Rhino at the time was TV champion. I was. Uh, he put me with guys like like New Jack and and Sandman and Balls. You know. Mm-hmm. And here I am, a Marine crew guy. You know. And he didn't have to. He didn't have to put me with those guys. People always say did you tag with those guys. No, I, I only tag with Balls. But you know. Uh, with, with New Jack and Sandman, it was more like they did a, uh, they would do they would come in and just save the day for me or whatever if I had an issue or whatever in wrestling, you know, in a in the, in the storytelling. And so it wasn't like we tagged in and out, hot tag and none, none of that, you know. Um, but Paul Heyman, man, he I can he he got me a job when I came out of the military straight into WWE. Mm-hmm. He was the one who you know, I I know he was the one. Who, um who put that idea into Vince's head or whatever so for me man Paul heyman will always be a good guy in my in my in my opinion you know what I mean so we had issues people had issues because of the pay um you know a lot of guys weren't getting paid but like I said i was I was on a different pay scale so <laughs> I was good with him you know. But it's mad, it's mad to think he owed
2: money to the talent, but the talent still showed up for the shows. Uh, that's
0: it, what I, yeah, that's anyway, what I mean.
2: Anyway, it was like, it's crazy, isn't it? You don't get paid to do, <laughs> you're not getting paid to do something. But the master, the master of the mind that he is, just
0: like. And they exactly. Too, they, they never, they never like didn't know the show, did they? The guys. right? No, yeah. no, they, they, you know, uh, and Tommy, and Tommy was like, you know, also that bridge between the guys. And, to, and Paul Heyman. Tommy really was the, the key factor also um, because um, I was only getting paid $140 a night. $75 for putting up the ring and $75 to travel there to wrestle. Other people were getting, you know, they're on contract, of course. And so Tommy, like I said, Tommy was the bridge. When Paul would tell you this and tell you that, and he wasn't there. He was up in WWE Tommy would take all the heat. And so the guys came in, I would I would say more so because of Tommy, but also because of what Paul put together as ECW. But Tommy, like I said, if, if I'm not mistaken, Tommy was the one who made all that happen pretty much. So you gotta put you gotta give Tommy a lot of credit. A lot.
2: Absolutely, and and uh, you know, look look at the length of his career. You know what I mean, and, mm. and what he he's, yeah. he's done. He's worked everywhere. Uh, I don't think he, he's another guy. I'd say doesn't get enough credit for what exactly. what, he, what he's done for the business. You you'll know better than me. Right. You've been in amongst it. But fan perspective of Tommy, uh, and just it's, it's the length of it's the length of service. Jim. Yes, it's incredible. It's incredible. You can't
0: yeah. you can't dispute it. No cannot you know tommy like i said tommy was the one man he would he was somehow it, it you know guys we were getting paid man through merchandise you know yeah. merchandise sell you know he he was scraping he was scraping you know trying to trying to piece this thing together you know and and, and, and so it, it, it worked up until the last day and uh you know now it, it is what it is but at that time like you said man we, we were having big disputes, but people were still coming back. People still coming to the shows, you know, people still coming in. We were, the morale was low, and, and people were really griping, you know, a lot of superstars were like, uh. but you didn't know it as a fan, you wouldn't know that something was going on, because we put that shit behind us, and we'd go out and do a show, but man, before the show, and after the show, woo, You hear all the griping. <laughs> you know, you know, we ain't getting paid here, rah, 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 you know. It's like big, it's like your family if you got brothers and sisters. If you got brothers and sisters and you got a family mom and dad in your house, you know, things will go well or whatever. And that's how that's how it is. It's still a family.
2: Who you know? who was an underrated talent? I know everyone was you know on on the platform in your in chili's mind in ECW who who do you think could have been bigger than they were if if you can if you can think of somebody
0: ah oh, man well in terms of like um ECW or after ECW yeah yeah I think you say could, yeah in in terms of ECW yeah in terms of ECW who was a major star there who could have been a major star? um of course, I'm gonna say C.W. Anderson. He, you know, he he had his run. Um, he he could have they could have gave him more. I think a little bit. You know, um, guys like him, Simon Diamond. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to say because everyone had their own yeah story or kind of like had their own storyline And store in and, uh so, in in television, you, see, you know, wrestling you only have. A certain amount of uh, television time. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a whole bunch of them, really. But I, for me, well, from what I saw, uh, a lot of guys they had their run, um, but who could have probably made more out of it? Yeah, I would. Yeah, uh, that's kind of hard to say. I, I, I would just probably say someone like. Cw, yeah. Simon Diamond, um, uh, Simon Diamond. Then you had guys like uh, Kid Cash, yeah. Kid Cash, um, you know, um, yeah, people like that. It, it's just, but then, like I said, they had their own time. Chetty, well, Chris Chetty them and Danny Dory. They were already they were already big favorites, man, and and Nova, they, them guys were already over like that, so. It's kind of hard to say, you know, um, it's quite a broad, it's quite a broad broad question, actually, because because everyone, everyone was a superstar in their own. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm not like, I'm not taken away from them. They were known on a a national, international level. Yeah. I just think just someone, someone like, you know, that was underutilized. Who do you think?
0: Yeah, I, as a fan, who would you who would um, you
2: think in, in ECW oh, at the time? I know Guido. I know Guido is well known, but I think because of the mm-hmm. size of the guy, because he's you know smaller, uh, smaller in stature, but his his charisma okay. his charisma. Uh, mm-hmm. 100%. Guido could, could have been even bigger. Oh. I know we got. <laughs> yes. I know we got to WWE. He, he did fantastic. He went on to referee for WWE as well. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, great career. I think he could have been higher up uh, for a small guy. Like I. Right. I know, for a smaller guy, not to do him a disservice. I, I loved. Mm-hmm. I loved him. I loved him. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. You know, along with yeah, the, uh, along with other guys too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Guido, Tony, Mama, Luke yeah you know he was he was also in uh w c w everything um uh kristen york Joey matthew when they came in but they came in really really at the end um and they did pretty good they were they were they they were getting their push um but yeah the yeah, the size that's the thing also with pro wrestling um even now it's it seems like it's it's the it's the era of the lightweight, when you look at wrestling now versus twenty years ago, mm-hmm. when you look at wrestling thirty years ago, forty years ago, it was the big guy, you know. But now you look at wrestling, it's, it seems like it's the era of the the lightweight guys. Um, and so, even though you got guys like Roman Reigns and you know champion now, Bobby Lashley, those guys, Drew, Drew McIntyre, still. Those are few guys. Those are the few muscle-bound guys, big guys, six feet, six two. Most of your cards are filled up with guys who are five, five nine, hundred and eighty pounds, maybe or hundred and not even 80, 160 pounds. Sometimes uh, really small, two hundred pounds. You know, you look at guys like Dolph Ziggler. You know, very good. He could have been the Ricky. He could have been the Ric Flair. Of this generation, as Aldridge said, you know. And so you look back at ECW, man, like you, know, you said, you know, Guido could have been you know, there. But when you had guys like Rob and Dam and Jerry Lynn, even though they were... They, they're, Rob, I think, is about six feet. Jerry Lynn's probably about five eleven, five ten, Not quite as six feet, but he's muscular. So... I think size size does play a part big time in pro wrestling. And, you know, to put a strap on a, a smaller guy, you got it's kind of hard for them to really, the fans to get behind them, unless you were Ray Mysterio, um, to carry the heavyweight championship, you know, or even a television championship. You know, it's just, in my opinion, I don't know. You know, so maybe that's why... They didn't get that push that they should have gotten.
2: How how was your time in WWE? You you spoke about that a little, little bit. Uh, I was
0: I was in yeah I was in OVW at yeah. the uh, developmental. Um, and I th- I think I think I did maybe six months there. Um, a couple of months, and then I watched out. It was okay. It was uh, it wasn't it wasn't the the right time for me. I just came out of. Um, the Iraq war. Mm -hmm. Um, literally like I came from the battlefield back to America for like a month, got signed with WWE while I was still in, in the army. Um, the army let me out one month prior to me getting out. So my mind is still already. Yeah. It's still, it's still in combat mode. And so, um, because you, it takes you a while to really um, uh, to, to get over the, um, the war and everything, you know. And so I went straight from the army base to Kentucky and started training in in, WWE, in, in uh, wrestling. And still, I'm telling you, man, my mind was just so. It was so wrapped up in- in the military i was i mean one morning i'm 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 doing p t and then the next the next morning i'm up i don't have anyone telling me what to do that's that's uh you know that's very strange you know and it's like um you know i'm 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 two or three months out from being in a gunfight and, and you know fighting every night from that going into Trying to be an entertainer again, so my mind was like, "Oh, I can't, I can't do this," <laughs> you know. And and and, um, but I, but I was down there. I was I was blessed to be down there uh, at the time when Bobby Lassie was there, Ken Anderson, uh, Chad Gaspar. God bless his soul. Nah, All, um, right, Pete. All right, uh, ahead. Yeah, yeah. Beast uh, Johnny Moore, John John Morrison, the boogeyman. Marty Wright. Hey. Um, Aaron Sandow. Uh Sandow. Yeah. Um Love Beth Phoenix
2: Brilliant uh, her, uh Yeah. the icons episode on the network, man.
0: I don't know if you've seen I'm it yet. You. Yeah, uh, no, I haven't, but we I was I was in that class. I was in that class yeah. with those guys with those guys, you know, Julian Hall and you know, there's so much talent here, Elijah Burke. And so um I'm trying to get my mind back into it. And I just couldn't do it. And so um after a couple of couple of months, man, Johnny and Ice was like, really, because they wanted me to do this this uh gimmick, like the G. I. Bro with with you know when um Booker T. You know, but Booker T had the GI Bro gimmick. Yeah. They they kinda wanted me to do something like that. And I and I couldn't I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't feel it. And I was like, I don't like this shit, you know, and it and worried got back to Vince and so they were like, "Well, we can see you down in Puerto Rico, and you can still work." They still wanted me to to be on, but I was like, "I want to just go home. I just I just want to uh, um, clear my head, you know, detox from the from the war." And uh, that's what happened. And so, yeah, it was. Uh, but it was it was good. It was nice. It was okay. Uh, nothing like it was totally different because you had to go train every day versus. Being on the indie, on the on the indies where you just you may go to a show three or four times out of a week, and so you know go on training every day and, and then also Jim Cornette would, would critique our matches during the week, and uh, I like Jim Cornette also man I thought he was very he's he's very um very intelligent. Some people don't some people don't like him um but he knows shit you know what I mean he knows his shit so you gotta respect that. He's a walking encyclopedia that man. You know when you watch him
2: watch him in his little uh, treasure trove in his house with all his old school mm-hmm. rest and stuff and it's just crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy how much information he can put out right. on this podcast and I'm just like how does he remember and he can go back 30 40 years and like yeah. talk about it like it was yesterday but yeah um, a bit more on Jim Cornette and your experiences with Jim and just the way the way he was with you and, and support
0: supporting you as, as a wrestler, I didn't really, I didn't really interact with him because, like I said, I just came into to, to OVW. He was really more so interacting and interviewing and and talking more with the guys and girls that were already there that they were ready to push. And so um, we, like I said, we would we would do a wrestling show every week in Louisville, and then that following day we go back to class. You know, we have a we have a. He would he would critique that class, and um, it was just you know he would just tell you pretty much what you did what you didn't do, um, and when they were trying to push me, I just had one interview with him when they were trying to push me and uh, get my get my shit over, mm-hmm. and uh, so you know that was my only inner time only time I had interacted with with Jim Cornette, and then I saw him again probably 2010 uh, on the indie show. Um, he was managing someone, and uh, we talked, but not not a big conversation. If you if you if you said to him right now who's Chilly Willy, he'd probably. Be like, oh, no, I really don't know who Chilly Willy is, but you know, I think he's a good guy or whatever. You know. <laughs> so yeah. Did you, you go? Know.
2: Did you go on the independence after OVW? It, it, what what were you doing mm-hmm. in in wrestling after OVW?
0: After OVW, I went back home, and then I became a correction officer. Wow. Um, and yeah, and then I didn't do any independent until that was 2005, 2006, no, 2006 7 around 2008 2009 I I, I did I back into independent wrestling um, and I, t- I I tagged with a, a friend of mine his name is Kenny Mee and uh he his name on the independent circuit was called Bounty. And we did a gimmick called the American Gangsters, you know, from the movie American Gangsters. Mm-hmm. And so and so I took the name I took the name as uh Nikki, as as in Nikki Barnes, one of the one of the top drug dealers back then. <laughs> and he took the name at he took he took the other name as Frank Lucas. And so we were called Frank and Nikki, you know, the American gangsters. And uh that was that was one gimmick we had, you know, and um, and then, and then we had another gimmick. Me and him, the same gimmick, because he was already doing a cowboy gimmick, and he was doing the uh, like a a black redneck. And so I just said we should just call, call ourselves the 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 black and we would come out with the Confederate flag, but it's in black, green, and red, the the uh, the African American flag color. And um, yeah, that was that was fun. We would come to the ring with with whiskey in our hand, and. Um, <laughs> I remember we we wrestled the the powers of pain, the warlord and barbarian down in South Carolina. Wow! And yeah, and one of my one of my idol teams, man. My
2: days—they're still massive now. They, <laughs> I mean, they're like they're like in their they're in their sixties. I look at yeah. I look at Terry, barbarian. I look at yeah. Terry, I look at Bob, and I'm like, when they do these shows and that now, and it's like you know, um and yeah. You hear, we hear about Terry uh, being a security guard for, 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 you know, some of the mm. big, big stars. It's 50 Cent, if I'm not
0: mistaken. Yeah. And it's just okay. like, they're still Jack now, Chili. It's like Yeah, they were big. Uh, and, and, and I was like, I, you know, going, when, when they told us we were going up against them, I was so excited. Because like I said, I watched the when they did the thing with the Royal Warriors and did the bench yeah. press, you know, and everything. Yeah. I'm just a huge fan. But I've been on a couple of shows with Barbarian. Never never been on a show with, with the Warlord. We only met him, I only met him once with, when ECW went to Florida. Man, you like you said, Stu, man, the guys came out, man. They were in the ring. When they were waiting for us. And it was at a big bar. And we walked in, and we had a big bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> and it's real. It's real liquor. <laughs> it's not gimmicked. It's not gimmicked. Yeah, and so they thought Barbarian and the Warlord thought it was gimmick. And so we got in and it was like, okay, here, you guys try this. And they're like, okay, ha, 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 ha. And they went and go chug it, man. And Barbarian was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is real. <laughs> so we had a good time. We had a good time with that match and everything. And uh, But, yeah, we did that country uh, red blackneck gimmick. And uh, we did American Gangster. And that was it. Then after that, I went to Costa Rica and lived for like four years and then I came here. Wow, you've moved, you've moved around. You've
2: moved around. Oh the, yeah. You've moved around the globe. Right? <laughs> Cost, Costa Rica, now in the Philippines, out in Iraq. <laughs> and and you know what, Chile, Chile, I'd be remiss. Thank you, thank you for your service in the military. Oh man, no problem, U, yes. U, U, UK, as much as you, you know, serve for the US, we, we, we combine, right. we combine the UK and the US in terms of military, are not we? Yes. So? Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, man. That takes absolute yeah. Shit. That takes balls of steel to go and do that, and go over there and do that, and put your life on the line every day, man. So, uh, thank you, thank you. No so-
0: doubt. I tell everybody. I said when they say when they tell me thank you for doing that, I said well, don't thank me, man. It's just I needed a job, man. ECW was closing, so <laughs> thank ECW because ECW was <laughs> what made me go into the military. You know, well, you know, when you see the writing on the wall, and they say, you know hey, is going to close, and then 9-11 hit. So I was like, yo, I better do something. I don't want to go back, you know, to work, work. I better go, you know, I want to serve the country. So that's what I did.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's fine. That's not, man. It's cool, cool here now as well. Now, a little birdie tells me you like combat sports. Am I right in asking yes. this? Oh, Yes. I and uh, yeah. I, and it's all it's our friend Justin Clapper, Mister Mister uh, <laughs> Mister Wrestling Travel. I'm good friends with Clapper. Yes, good, he's yes. a very good dude. Yes. So yeah, he's a, he, he is team. man. You need to speak to Chili. I I love combat sports. Obviously, I've got my other show with my cousin that I do. Uh, yeah, just uh, okay. Just just let us
0: let us know about your love of combat sports, man. Man, I just like you know. Um, I was in combat sport before anything, you know, and it's like, uh, dealing with wrestling. I just like boxing, kickboxing. I like fighting period. Um, and so when this podcast stuff started coming out, I was like, man, I want to do something, you know, and I have a friend, Will Gettin. Uh, he does, uh, the fight God podcast also. And, I he kind of helped me out with that and I wanted to do something. So I have a thing called crema, which is, which is, um, Combat ready, international mixed martial arts, and I wanted to use that one time for my wrestling genre because I wanted to I wanted to put wrestling and mixed martial arts together, you know, um, and so that was my thing, and now man, I just I like I like UFC. But I'm really getting into the bare-knuckle fighting (laughs) You told me about this. You told me about this last week. Yes, I'm so... Yeah, man, I'm I'm getting into that. We don't get it here in the Philippines, so I have to go on YouTube. I have to go on YouTube and check it out. Um, But I really want to start um, interviewing some of those guys. I want to start getting in touch with whoever, man, and and, and just start interviewing those guys because I've been watching it on YouTube. I did watch some of it... The last week or a couple of weeks, I think the sixteen, it was something called sixteen. They had a big pay per view. And man, that was I love it, man. You know, I'm I'm really liking that. If you haven't if people if you haven't checked out Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, do it. It is the next thing, man. I'm t- telling you, it is the next big thing. Um and so yeah, I like that. Uh I, I still love UFC, but this bare knuckle thing is it's coming man it's coming <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm
2: going to shoot i am going to shoot back there right some of your some of your favorites in UFC past present future maybe some of the guys that you've loved love watching over the years I know there's so many I know there's so many it's hard to Oh man
0: Ooh, I'm a I'm a huge John Jones fan um I like Usman um mm-hmm. I like Masvidal. I like the Diaz brothers Anderson Silva, of course, you know. Um, I like guys back, you know, Randy Couture, um, you know. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's a whole bunch of them guys, you know. Even the fight just happened now, Stipe and Oh, my Mugano, days. Oh that my was a good days. one. Yeah, oh that, was good, that was good, like, one.
2: He, he learned off the back of the first fight, did Francis. Oh, my days. Yes. He was, yes. He was waiting to unload, but he was quite cautious. But Stipe… Right. Stipe looked a little underweight to me. He looked a bit gaunt. He cut. Yeah. He cut a little bit too much. I know. I know with DC, um, he cut. He cut for DC, but he just looked mm-hmm. a bit. I, and and I think it's Ngano's time, and I think he's going to be champion for a long time. A bit like Stipe.
0: Stepe Yeah, I think if he if he if he keeps his composure, Nagano, Um. He 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 tends to want to go really fast, mm-hmm. and if he can weather his storm within the first. I, now, now you got to say first to two to three rounds because you know first it was his first round, but now he's got more patience. So you gotta you gotta weather that storm for the first three rounds. T- try to take him in the championship rounds and see what happens. Um, you know, Derek Lewis is my man too. No, oh, my Derek Lewis. <laughs> It's not only it's not,
2: it's not only the fight; it's it's the interview after. You're waiting to see what he's yes, going to say. My yes, balls, my balls, yeah.
0: my balls was hot, sweaty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my balls was sweaty, and shit, you know. And so that's what got him. That's what put him on the map, I think. You know, his his, his interviews and stuff. Um, and plus, that he can hit, man. When he yeah. hit Curtis Blades, oh my! I God. was really concerned yeah. when I when he when he when he fought Curtis Blades. I was like, okay. Curtis, Curtis might take him into the later round if he might win his own decision. I did not see... Man, it was so quick. He hit him with that uppercut. It's like, boom! I was like, oh, shit. I was like, oh, my God. So, you know, if it was me, and I was booking the fights, John Jones, I, I really don't like... Here's my thing, Stu. I don't like for another champion to come out of a championship class weight and then, and then fight... Right at the championship level of that, you know, that weight class. So, I I think that's disrespectful. I but think that you have that you should have a two up fight first.
2: Is he is he going straight in for uh, Black Blawitz Blackowitz for the title? Is he and and look what happened? I I agree. Exactly. I mean, I'm in full exactly. agreement. He should have gone for someone in yeah. the top. Maybe someone. Thank in, you. In the top ten, maybe someone around that. Right. so then gain. Right. Uh, but that was just it, putting the weight on. You know, he he's gonna yeah. he's gonna struggle getting putting two oh five on. Is he? He's naturally a one eight five or any. But I agree. Sorry, Matt. Right. Keep, I keep jumping. Yeah.
0: I no. keep jumping in. No, it's it. okay. It's okay. It's okay. But if you, yeah, that's my thing. I think that if you if I'm gonna to go to a weight class, if I'm one eighty five and I want to jump, if I'm two oh five, even if I'm two oh five and I want to jump to to, to the heavyweight, you know. Um, I need to start off slow and, 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 and fight a heavyweight and feel what it's like for to have that weight on me. Uh, because a person that comes in at 220 on fight night or fight on weigh in day might not be 220. He might be legit 260. He cut down to 220, 230, and then you come in on fight fight night, and it's like all this weight is on you, all this power is on you. And so I think it should be mandatory that they these guys fight a top 10 fighter like you said and and then from there if they beat that top 10 contender then they have a shot at the championship. But don't don't th- just don't throw John Jones into the I I've
2: I've board. heard I've heard two pieces of information on that one. Right, that the, the, the um, my cousin's obviously big, bigger into MMA, MMA than I am, and what they were saying mm-hmm. was, yeah, they're, they're touting John Jones to fight in Gareme, but they reckon mm-hmm. Derek, Derek Lewis is is in the in yeah. the Derek Lewis is in the periphery to get a shot as well. Yes, uh, but yeah, yes. I think John Jones will need a tune-up fight. He's got it's ridiculous. He's
0: definitely,
2: that, that is a hell of a, for me. That's the biggest
0: yes, jump. That's, a, that's the biggest woo. jump. That's the biggest jump of yeah. all. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, um, not saying he won't, because I think, I, I think John Jones could handle himself. I think he could take Nagano all the way to five rounds. Uh, I really do, because John Jones' IQ, his fight IQ is, is superb to anybody. Um, but I think that you should give John Jones, Curtis Blades, another wrestler. Let them two. Yeah. Let them two mix it up. Let, let Derek Lewis have his shot at Nagano again. That's a rematch. Mm-hmm. And then and then the winner of that, Curtis Blades and John Jones, will fight the winner of Nagano and Curtis Blades. That's just me. That's what I think. Uh, hey, you know? They should make they should
2: make you the matchmaker over there. Take Sean Shelby's job. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. You know? Uh, so, And then, you easy, Israel. So, you know. He 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 lost steam on that, you know. Whereas, um, even though he's a champion and still he's, he, but I think UFC was looking. I think they're still looking for a face for the UFC. They don't have a face yet. John Jones is still there. John Jones is a veteran. John Jones is maybe a couple of years on his way out of UFC. You got to start looking at these younger guys, you know, Usman, you know, and, and guys like that. And then the, the winner whole- of the winner. Channel, Chandler, um, Olivero—you know those guys. Olivero, whatever his name is, yeah. They've so got, uh,
1: they've
2: all got a wrestling—they've all got a wrestling basis now. The top guys—it's—it's it, mm, mad—it's mad. How many uh, you know? That's true. Your wrestling. you wrestling is so yes. much more prevalent than it used to be. Um, exactly. In terms of drawing money, no, I don't think anyone will eclipse Conor McGregor. In, in, I, no, they can't. I just don't think it ever, ever. I think he mm. he's eclipsed them all, Connor. I know he's lost. I know. Yeah. I know he's lost a few. I know they're talking about Poirier free. Um, he just right. he just wasn't he wasn't with it in that second fight against
0: Poirier. Yeah, yeah, that was that was rough, you know. And that's the thing, Poirier. He's uh, I liked him ever since he fought uh, Justin Gaethje because Justin was beating the shit out of him. And that guy kept his composure, and he's very underrated when it comes to his hands his hands is superb he's quick he's a great boxer and the thing is I said, man if he can get past this first round he's going to get Connor I said because his hands is good much better than what it was before um, but 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 UFC needs another Connor McGregor man they need they need that that mouthpiece because um, yeah, you got three champions. They're they're Africans, which is great. But but none of them, except for Izzy, is a big talker. Usman is not a talker. Nagano is not a, really a talker. And it's just like pro wrestling. You gotta have you gotta have that charisma that Muhammad Ali talk. I'm gonna kick your ass and that to make people see it. Otherwise, people are gonna be like, okay, who's fighting? You gotta make people who are not combat fighting. Uh, fans tune in to watch, and that's what made Conor McGregor so well. Is because people who didn't really watch UFC was like, "Who's this guy?" You know, he's, he's guys talking shit. And he's kicking ass, and so you know, people want to see that. And I think that's what Dana White is. Dana White is searching for. He's he's searching for that next uh, face for the UFC, man. I'm telling you, he, he he's searching. He is searching. Yeah. I think
2: it's a perfect time to segue, Chili, to your podcast, Pro Wrestling A and C, Unraveled, with Andrew yes. Campbell. With Andrew Campbell, yes, I bet. Uh, exactly. Who, who have you got coming up? Who's coming up on the show, man?
0: <clears throat> we have. Uh, let me see. Let me, wait, let me make sure. Oh, we have we have a, a guy from uh, AE, AEW. Uh man, his name escapes my... My head right now. Um we just had Caprice Coleman. We had uh, uh oh my mind is going blank because we we just had some people but uh, Victor Andrews we had on. Um we're trying to we're we're trying to get this ECW reunion that's coming up. Uh April eighteenth, we're trying to get at least is at least twenty people all oh. on the podcast. Oh. Wow. Probably like you know, uh, like a mass mass uh a zoom, you know. And so um hopefully we can get as many people we can get on that. Uh hopefully Rob Van Dam will come on. We we know he's doing the uh going to the Hall of Fame. Congratulations, Rob. Yeah. But uh yeah, if we can get guys like him, Blue Jack, Sandman, those guys to come on and we got, you know, the rest of us, you know, Fanny, um, uh, if we can get people like Dormarie and stuff like that to come on got to be great you know um and and we just we just plug in we're trying to get people to come on man we had caprice caprice colvin come on last weekend and so um we're trying to get some we're trying to get more females to come on because we we having a hard time contacting female wrestlers to come on so hopefully we get some uh some good talent to come on in but uh yeah i forgot i forgot the guy's name Ali, something, something. Ali from, I forget his name. I'm sorry, man. I, I forget your name. Andrew knows. Andrew's more the the contact guy. He he contacts all the people. Yeah. And then the people come in, um, because he's young and he's uh talented, so uh he's he's a cancer survivor also. So wow, he's a great guy. Oh yeah, he's, man, he's a, he's a fighter. He's a fighter, man. In- he's, incredible. He's going well. Yeah. He's doing. He's he's wrestling also. So he's uh, he's doing well, yeah. Last last thing to
2: ask you, last thing to ask you. When I was researching, you were with the Hardys in North Carolina at Omega. How was how was that? Because that was pre ECW.
0: Ah, uh, uh, you know, the I don't know, I don't know where I came from in the, in the, on the Google, but I only wrestled with them maybe twice uh, right. on their show on their on their uh, in their company. But I did wrestle, um, before they became, you know, really big names, um, back in the nineties with, with, uh, late nineties, probably 99, 98, 98, 98, 97, 98. Um, and, uh, I was just on the, you know, show with them, with the Hardys, Lodi, uh, because me and CW was, I mean, CW was, uh, had trained Lodi, um, uh, you got guys like them, Joey Matthews, Christine York, uh, shit. Um, you know, a couple of, those, couple of those guys, Steve Carino. So all those guys are North Carolina, Caprice Coleman, um, natives. And so, we, yeah, we would wrestle on, on different different shows and stuff like that. And, and now they become, you know, they became really big stars. Shannon Moore, Greg Helms, you know, mm-hmm. Mike Howell, you know, those guys – the Maverick, we, you know, there's a lot of a lot of guys came out of North Carolina. We're um, at, at a bar called King's Bar um, for SCW. Uh, the promoter name was Grob, and uh, he was on good shows every Thursday night, man. You got guys like Rick Link, um, legends that would go out. Manny Fernandez, uh, uh, Casey, Casey Knight, which is Dak Hardwood now. You know, they... Guys we, we we just all wrestled together, you know, and now you know some of us became stars and supposed to still wrestling and, and still still doing our thing, you know, but not at that bar. But North Carolina has a big history of a lot of talent coming out of it, you know. So yeah.
2: Hot hotbed, hot of talent, North Carolina. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Absolutely, man. You know? Chili, I want you to tell the viewers, the listeners where they can find you in terms of social media if if you will if you can
0: they you can find me on uh facebook you know um william e william jones uh chiliwilly ecw i think my instagram is i don't really use instagram a lot lot but it's uh Chilly Willy, uh Chilly Willy jones 2469 and then same as uh my twitter um william Chilly Willy jones and i think that's it yeah YouTube, YouTube, I, 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 I'm on YouTube, but I, I just got put in YouTube jail, if that's a thing, because <laughs> <laughs> I try, oh, my other podcast, criminal podcast, um, I tried to upload a video, and it said I did something wrong, and now I can't upload no videos on my YouTube channel, so. Was it, was it, it wasn't like some copyrighted material or something, no? No, it was no. me doing a, uh, I was doing an interview with uh, CW Anderson, um, Louis Dangerously, and Bill Wiles. And I tried to upload it, and it says something. <laughs> and now I can't even upload my no I what? can't even upload videos. Oh my God. I said, goodness. what? So now I just go out and, and, uh, and, and put up a new channel. And that new channel is called crimj.24 at gmail.com. So that's my thing, but it's called uh, crimj. So, yeah, that's where you can see me. Perfect, man. <laughs>
2: it's the host of Pro Wrestling ANC podcast, Unraveled, ECW yes. original, William Jones, Chilly Willie. Yes. Thank, Thank you, you so too. much for coming on Studio Wrestling Podcast today, man. I've enjoyed yes. it. I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed talking to you about combat sports as well, just to come away from wrestling a little bit. It's always cool to of diversify and come off, off the topic mm-hmm. of wrestling. So, Chilly, yes, thank you so much, man. <laughs> appreciate you coming on. Incredible.
0: Thank you, Stu. Really appreciate it, brother.
2: This episode is brought to you in association with Powered Four TV. So go and check them out for anything wrestling-related, old events, new events when we come out of COVID, podcasts, you name it. It's all there at Powered Four TV. So find them across social media.
1: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.